It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. You are Locked On Jazz, your daily podcast on the Utah Jazz. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. It is Locked On Jazz for the 2nd of January. We ring in the new year with the Jazz heading on the road for three that will tell us a little, plus a win against Detroit the other night. It's what everybody's been looking for. And the passing of David Stern. We'll touch on all of it as we continue on today's edition of Locked On Jazz. Pow! How are you? I'm David Locke, radio voice of the Utah Jazz, Jazz NBA insider. This is Locked On Jazz, your daily podcast on the Utah Jazz, giving you insight, expertise, geeky numbers, and hopefully making it better to be a Jazz fan uh, every day. Uh, as I mentioned in a series of tweets the other day, uh, I hadn't really kind of put it all together, but when we went through on the Detroit game during the broadcast, the last uh, high, highlights of the year, of the decade, I suddenly realized I had called every game but three, I guess. Two for my son's ski racing and uh, one for uh, illness. Uh, so Steve Brown and uh, Steve Klauke, thank you for filling in on those. Uh, actually, Craig Bolajek won, Steve Brown won, and Steve Klauke won, I think, is actually now I think about it. So nonetheless, um, the, uh, you know, it's just kind of a wild thought, like, uh, to have called every game for a month, uh, or, well, actually, call every game for a month would have been amazing for a kid who grew up and goal in life dream was to be uh, the radio voice of the Utah Jazz. To do it for a month would have been amazing. To do it for a decade is a bit overwhelming. So thank you uh, very, very much for adapting and accepting and supporting uh, me in this process and, and evolving with me as I hopefully have improved, as well as... Uh, understanding that there's something other than hot rod and that no one will ever be hot rod. But uh, so thank you uh, very, very much. I, I, I cannot appreciate it uh, enough. All right. So we head to, we're in Chicago today. Uh, usually we do a Thursday live show, but at 727 on Thursday morning um, on January 2nd, when some people are going to work and most people are probably not. Um, I thought it seemed like a kind of a useless venture. So I did not do a live show this week, uh, but we're back on uh, doing Locked on Jazz for you every day and back in for another year of, of Locked on Jazz. Uh, jazz Game Rewind is now available at utahjazz.com slash Locked on Jazz after games, so make sure you get uh, used to that. And I know a lot of people have asked about Empty the Noggin. I just took one thing out of my life. I had to kind of weigh uh, what was what was uh, mattered most to those that matter and things of that nature, and that's the decision I made. I might be wrong. And maybe as we head down the stretch, I'll, I'll get back to it a little bit. Um, but it is about an hour and a half difference of when I uh, wrap up the night. All right, the Detroit game uh, was our kind of elite defensive performance of the season against that pretty hapless group. Um, we had not played very well defensively in a while. I do believe the more I'm around the league in a kind of the concept of the flow of the game. So, you know, if you're up 16, 
you're probably going to stop defending a little bit usually, and then your defensive numbers don't look as good. If your offense is rolling and has you into an eight-point lead, you probably don't clamp down defensively quite as well. Uh, whereas, you know, our offense wasn't very good in the first half against Detroit. And so, in turn, you end up with having to play defense, and we did exactly that. Uh, and I think there's something, you know, to that. And then the offense clicked in another solid three-point shooting night, uh, 38.5%, which is actually a little bit below our season average. We're down to, I think, 389 Uh But we are, you know, we're a 40% just about three-point shooting team for the league, for the season. It's just stunning. Uh, and... So if we can get those up, it certainly matters. We're not getting them up. Uh, we're still 16th in the league in attempts, and if we can find a way to get continue to grow that number, we only had 26 attempts against Detroit. What we also did, interestingly against Detroit, is we didn't allow them to get the threes, uh, which was kind of at the highest level and probably where our defense was best that night, was not allowing Detroit, who is the uh, second best or third best three-point shooting team in the league, at least for the season, maybe not the roster they had available um, that night because they didn't have many of their, you know, they were pretty limited. Uh, but nonetheless, we were able to eliminate them getting the three-point shot, which is from a defensive standpoint is a great sign. We have the best, I think, third or fourth best shot quality defense, which is good. We're still 15th in league league average off um, from an offensive standpoint. Chicago, who we play tonight, actually gets great shots. So this will be a good test to see uh, whether or not we can um, kind of one, the you know, phrase I always use with Rudy is bend their shot chart. Uh, the Detroit game was another superior performance from the bartender. Uh, the bartender being Joe Ingles. By the way, we only allowed 14 three attempts the other night, if you didn't know that number. I don't think I said it. But it's a pretty, that's a pretty high level um uh, incredible number to see uh, at this point in the NBA. The The other thing about the Detroit game uh, was, as I said, is just another brilliant performance from Joe Ingles. And uh, he is just playing with a great deal of confidence. Uh, he's playing with a freedom that he's always had, but that, you know, to shoot and to make plays. Um, and it has added, uh, certainly added a dimension to the offense. Uh, the other thing is, from a defensive standpoint, we're just much longer. We have not been very good defensively over the last 10 games, so I'm not sure I would... We've been okay. We're seventh. We're, 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 I wouldn't make a bigger, larger statement about it, but we are, we are bigger. Um, but the other night, Joe, just kind of... It wasn't anything overwhelming. It was just kind of actually what I thought was interesting is it wasn't a 5 for 5 shooting night. He had 10 points, 5 rebounds, 5 assists. He was just he was just really solid uh in everything he was doing uh that night. And then you had Donovan do his tw- you know get his 23 and Rudy had 19 rebounds and Boyan who has just been scuffling a little bit. Uh, I think we've actually asked a lot out of him recently. Uh went 6 of 15 and then and then there's this new element Jordan Clarkson came off the bench for 20 points in 27 minutes. Uh, he also had two assists, but he took 13 shots in 27 minutes, and he is just out there to make plays, and the impact he is having is exactly what the Jazz uh, probably dreamed of and hoped for. Um, it is, you know, it's Lou Williams, 
It's kind of what we dreamed Alec Burks would be, but he's better. Um, it's a bona fide, game-changing, uh, energy-swinging guy off the bench. It's pretty interesting. Um, and he he is what he's been advertised as. A gunner who plays with great speed and tempo. A former track star out of San Antonio. He is um, gets to the rim at a at a terrific rate. Of uh, a, a good catch and shoot guy, not a great off the bounce three point shooter. Though he may, you know, it doesn't mean you're not going to ever make a off the bounce three. He made one the other night. Um, he is he is a uh, he is a spark plug, but more that that I think minimizes a little bit, and it's been pretty great. Uh, it also just, when you look at us on the floor, just visually, we just look a lot better, right? Like the fl- the lineups that are on the floor look more reasonable than what they did in the past, and there's just an ability for to get buckets, whether it's having Donovan and Clarkson on the floor together or having Joe out there or... Whatever it might be. The interesting one, by the way, is um, on that catch-and-shoot thing, he actually has been a better off-the-bounce. He's like three for six on off-the-bounce than he is catch-and-shoot so far uh, with the Jazz. I'm sure that'll straighten out um, over time. But if you look at the rotations that we're using, you know, we're closing the first quarter now with Donovan, Moutier, Clarkson. I mean, that's just... And actually, it was Tony Bradley and... Uh, Jawan Morgan because he came in for George Niang, uh, but that just like that's got an offensive chance. Like that feels good. We open the second quarter with Joe Ingles, Donovan Mitchell, Jordan Clarkson. That's the three man backcourt. That that feels like you can so that you know it's Moutier, Clarkson. Then we want to get Donovan some rest. Uh, so then it's Don. Then it was Donovan Moutier Clarkson, and then the same thing. It was Donovan. Ingles, Clarkson. Those feel like they can get some buckets. And then Niang and Bradley have to just do enough, or Morgan and Bradley have to just do enough. Uh, and the backup center position has not come together yet. That 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 much is clear. Uh, today's show is brought to you by Murdoch Chevy. The new year is underway up at Murdoch Chevy in Woods Cross. And they're doing amazing things for 2020. Chevy employee discount for everyone available as they kick off the new year, the 2019 Equinox, the Colorado, and the Tracks are all available for you. You know that there's the Silverado and the Colorado trucks are amazing. And then there's the rest of the great Chevy lineup. The SUV lineup includes the Blazers that I'm driving uh, right now. I'm going to have to give it back here pretty soon. Uh, it's been super fun. Gotten more and more accolades on it. Uh, the 2020 Camaro, if you're looking for a little extra fun, and the 2019 Corvette are all part of that great Chevy lineup. It's located in Woods Cross. The Chevy, the Corvette convertible is ridiculous looking. Worth just stopping by to see it if you get a chance. The new Corvette that is just killing it. It's all at Woods Mark uh, Murdoch Chevy in Woods Cross. Life is complicated, especially right now. You're spending more time inside, unable to go to restaurants, and that means you're cooking dinner. But if you're like me, I hate cooking. 
multiple trips to the grocery store, hours of monotonous meal prep just so you can scarf down your food in minutes. So when it's dinner time, I grab my phone, open up an app, and order something. But after convenience fees, delivery fees, and who knows whatever other fees, it ends up being close to $100 for two people. But then I met Freshly. Just put up your feet and relax while Freshly chefs and nutritionists do all the hard work. All you do is heat for three minutes and dinner's done. Imagine a better for you golden oven fried chicken, steak peppercorn with sauteed carrots and French green beans, and my personal favorite, buffalo chicken with loaded mashed cauliflower. It's got fewer carbs. That's just a few of the 30-plus health-conscious options to choose from. Freshly understands that food needs to be delicious, healthy, and simple, because let's be honest here, if it's not easy, I'm not going to do it, and if it doesn't taste good, I don't want to eat it. Freshly is offering our listeners $40 off, $40 off for their first two orders at Freshly.com slash LockedOnNBA. That's Freshly.com slash LockedOnNBA. This is an interesting road trip. Uh, and the reason it's an interesting road trip is because in some sense you can say, well, we should win all three. And you just don't actually ever do that, um, which is, you know, kind of an interesting way the game works. So the Jazz against the Bulls tonight are a 59% favorite. 2.5 is the Raptors spread on 538. And then Saturday... You are, we're actually an underdog to the Magic, though Jonathan Isaac got hurt the other day. If he doesn't play, it might change. 538 has the Magic as a favorite. And Monday, they have the Pelicans as a considerable favorite. So, at 59%. So, 538 has us going one and two. The, and, so now what you have to do is you got to buck the odds a little bit. You know, if the Lakers came out and played this three-game sequence, or the Clippers, would they win all three? Maybe. Maybe they would. And if we're going to try to be that good, that's where we have to make that statement. If the Bucks were playing this, they'd probably be favored in all three. Maybe the Nuggets would be too. So can we, what level of improvement can we show in this next three games to show that we've actually turned some sort of corner and are, actually, and are a better team than the way we're projected. Our differential's not, you know, we're not, like the numbers on us don't show we're great. We're 21 and 12 and we're 12th best team in the league, differential-wise. And we actually, even in this hot streak, it hasn't changed. There's just a huge gap. We're kind of in this middle land. There's all these teams that are plus four or above, which is always the level that I look at. I always look at plus four and minus four is the, the real sign. So Milwaukee, Boston are the best. Dallas is... Got the best differential in the West, followed by the Lakers, Clippers, then Toronto. So the East top is Milwaukee, Boston, Toronto, Philadelphia, Indiana, Miami, all at plus four or more. And the West top is Dallas, Lakers, Clippers, Houston, Denver, all at plus four. So there's 11 teams at plus four, and we're sitting at plus 2.7. You know, we're still the 17th ranked offense and the 10th ranked defense in the league. Oklahoma City sits as the only team between 2.7 and neg- and being negative. So there's another kind of huge gap there. There's a real separator, and we're in the middle of that. And so this is a week for us to prove that maybe we're not in the middle of that, that we're actually better than that. We're playing three teams, few that are playing really well, that are... T- 
teams that are not above us. So, however, New Orleans is playing, our third stop is playing great. New Orleans is the hottest team over the last two weeks. Their differential is plus 12. Chicago is the seventh best team in the league recently at a differential of plus five. And Orlando is struggling. But they're the seventh best defense in the league. They just can't score. And they beat. Now, with all that that makes you say, oh, wow, those teams are really good, then let's take a second and actually dig in a little bit. And then when you look at Chicago, who whose defense is, in fact, having an impact on games, um, and Jim Boylan actually has a signature to what he's building, on the other end, they, they their wins are Atlanta, Detroit, who we saw the other night, Washington, they beat the Clippers December 14th in a pretty impressive Atlanta again, Memphis, Sacramento, Charlotte, Detroit, New York, Atlanta, Detroit, and Memphis. Okay, so they have one win all season long against an above 500 team. And they lost just recently to Orlando. They played Oklahoma City to a three-point game played Toronto to a one-point game. So they're playing good games. They're just, they, don't want, they haven't won a lot. Stop number two on the trip is Orlando, who's also won three of five. And one of those wins is super impressive in the Philadelphia 76ers, getting them on the backside of their Christmas. Other than that, their wins are Washington, Philadelphia, there's their win, Chicago, New Orleans, Cleveland, Phoenix, Washington, Golden State, Cleveland, Washington, San Antonio, 76ers, they got a second time, Memphis, New York, and Cleveland. Again, so they have two wins against above 500 teams. The last one's a little different. The last one's a little different. The Pelicans have been a mystery all year long at why they're possibly 11 and 23. But they have won four straight with wins over Denver, Indiana, and Houston. So they're rolling. They've won four of five after losing 13 straight. I mean, I don't know what happened to them when they lost 13 straight. And I don't know if they've made a defensive scheme change or what they did. Uh, but that team with that talent should never have lost 13 straight. Now, Faves is back. And playing pretty well. And their win against Houston was without Harden and without Westbrook for Houston. So that can be tainted a little bit. Um, They rolled Faves out for 35 minutes the other night. He had 12 points, 15 rebounds. Let's see how his body holds up. Lonzo Ball and Brandon Ingram both dropped 27 the other night. And that's that's a good basketball team. So this is an interesting test. They crushed Indiana 120-98 to on the holiday reunion game. And again, Ingram had 24. They rolled Faves out for 27 minutes. He had 10.16 rebounds. Um, they're good. Lonzo had 13. Drew Holiday at 20. They're good. And their bench is fine. So they, you know, stop playing Jalil Okafer and play Derek Favors. Actually, it's a pretty good script to getting better as a basketball team. But they, it's an interesting, this is, so I think you get the point of the trip is that on paper we look at it and like, okay, we should beat all those teams. Based on our performance level so far, when you look at us collectively, 538 says, eh, I don't know about that. So this is a real opportunity for us to show what growth we have and how much better we are.
And obviously we're rolling a little bit. Right? I think we've won eight of nine. All right, David Stern passes. We'll touch on it uh, when we continue. Today's show is brought to you in part by Homie. Homie is revolutionizing the real estate world in a fun and exciting way for you. And it's fun to watch a Utah company make those strides. The backstory on Homie and their ownership group and their leadership group is they're a bunch of guys out of BYU uh, Business School who first started the company Entrada for uh, property management. Uh, was one of those BYU executive programs, uh, MBA program projects, and turned out to be incredible. Well, after done with that, it was time to figure out what's next. And what was next was to revolutionize the real estate market. And they have done it. We've told you a lot over the time of how you can sell your house. You can also buy a house with Homie. See, what Homie will do with you is all the same things that you can get otherwise. They'll find you a dream house, tour homes, make offers, negotiate the best deal. And work with you. And then they'll work with you to get $5,000 back. Because when you buy a home, your money is used to pay the seller, their agent, whatever agent you choose. It's your money that pays both agents. And Homie is returning $5,000 back to you on that. The idea that as real estate prices continue to jump and jump and jump and jump, that everybody should be getting their 3 and 6% is, is insanity. And Homie is changing that. So text LOCK, L-O-C-K-E, to 88588. That's LOCK to 88588. Hi, this is Nate Duncan from Locked On's Hollinger and Duncan podcast. Those of you who listen to our show know that I try to take a measured approach. I'm not prone to hyperbole. It really takes something special to get me excited. But with all that said, Theragun is simply one of the best products that I have ever used. I just turned 40. I've always loved to work out, to play basketball when it's safe. And as I got into my 30s, it just wasn't possible to do that anymore the way I wanted to because my body didn't feel right. And Theragun has helped me fix so many of the aches and pains. I've tried everything, massages, chiropractors, this at-home device, handheld percussive therapy has worked better than any of those for me. And now... Now, the all-new Gen 4 Theragun has a proprietary brushless motor. It's so quiet. It's no louder than an electric toothbrush. And best of all, you can try Theragun risk-free for 30 days. There's no substitute for the Theragun Gen 4 with an OLED screen, personalized Theragun app, and the quiet and power you need. Starts at only $199. Go to theragun.com slash locked on, the name of this network, right now, and get your Gen 4 Theragun today. That's theragun.com slash locked on. Theragun.com dot com slash locked on uh david stern passes away at 77 years old and all of us that are fans of this league have benefited from david stern and any of us making a living out of david's out of this league uh like myself have benefited from david stern i got to meet him a few times but don't have any great personal story to that uh, i do think the and I, and I brought this up on locked on nba with ben golliver i think the interesting one on stern is his relationship with Larry. They were very close. Stern, who was Jewish, lawyer, from New York, Larry H. Miller, LDS, car dealer, service partsman, becomes car dealer, uh, high school diploma from Murray, Utah, and Stern connected and I think that's a little bit of a testament to Stern and a testament to Larry obviously but in the case we're talking about Stern 
a testament to Stern's recognition of everyone's talents and not being caught up by what gives, you know, what makes somebody qualified, but instead recognizing uh, the undeniable brilliance and skill of Larry and Gail, for that matter. Uh, to me, that's a little bit of of kind of a good anecdote to Stern. He was a force. There's numerous articles about him that are worth reading. David Aldridge tells a story about getting phone calls from him. Woj tells a story about him walking into the all-star locker room and basically telling the guys that they better get their labor deal done because he knows where the bodies are um, are because he's the one who actually buried most of them. Uh, it's a pretty strong comment. Uh, you know, he was a force to be reckoned with. He was not intimidated by the players. He was a labor, incredibly tough guy in labor sale in in labor dealings. Uh, and he changed the league. You know, the question that I asked Ben Golliver on Lockdown NBA is, how much was he fortunate of timing and a steward of something, which I think is equally as important. And how much was he groundbreaking? And I think that's an interesting differential. Um, and I think there's a little of each. You know, obviously there was Michael and there was Magic and Larry that happened. And those things, you know, Michael was just, you know, charismatic and changing. And Phil Knight was a major part of it. And maybe being the stewardship was allowing Nike to turn Michael into what Michael was. And this, you know, sponsoring... Um, these, you know, or marketing these players as, you know, MJ and the Bulls, that was a quantum change. And it was one that built to stardom. So, and then there isn't, you know, he commits to the international game. And as Ben points out in Lockdown NBA, which is worth hearing, you know, Giannis, Luca, you know, who are the best players of this next generation? of NBA stars, and many, many of them are coming from the European game. It's interesting how many of them in the American game are sons of former athletes, and in the European games, these new players are emerging, though Luca's a son of a player. I mean, at some point, genetically, in the NBA, there's a, you have to have some height, so that can lead to that. But you have Donovan, and you have Devin Booker, and you have Steph Curry, and you have Clay Thompson... Uh, all these guys, you know, the best American players, dads had some sort of athletic background. Maybe that's, you know, I should read David Epstein's book and maybe have a better understanding of um, some of that uh, in his in his incredible uh, new book, which I haven't gotten to yet. So I, I think on Stern, we feel the impact on a daily basis. And I do think there was an element that he hit at the right time and that he steward, and I actually think that's a great compliment. And then there are areas where he clearly was a visionary, and he was a force. It's one thing to have the vision. It's a different concept if you actually have it inside of you to push that vision through. Uh, so, obviously, uh, we lost a, a man that was deeply connected to the NBA. I would be curious to know how much he and Adam have been interacting over the last 
year or two? Did Adam lose a huge guidance to the league that could have an impact uh, in the immediate, or was David really out of the league? I don't know. I don't know the answer to that. I don't know the. Uh, I don't know if there's an impact to David's passing uh, on the league at this time. All right, that is Locked on Jazz today. Thanks so much for tuning in. Jazz and the Bulls tonight. Ron and I will be on the floor at 5 o'clock your time. I think it's a 5 o'clock. It might be a, um, I think it's a 7 o'clock. Our bus is at 4.30, so I'm assuming it's a 7 o'clock start. Um, Ron and I will be on the floor for you at 5. Jazz game rewind as well as locked uh, postcast after the game. So thanks very much for tuning in. Super appreciate it, and we will, I will talk to you soon. This has been Locked on Jazz, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Tell your smart device, play most recent episode of podcast Locked On NBA. Hi guys, this is Josh Lloyd, host of the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast. The NBA is back, so that means that fantasy basketball is back in one form or another. We've got daily fantasy, but there's also some fantasy leagues with the resumption of play with these eight regular season games in Orlando, and Locked On Fantasy Basketball is going to have you covered. It's not just for fantasy basketball, though, because we recap all of the games across the NBA, so if you're looking for a broad overview of the action across the league every day, Locked On Fantasy Basketball is the podcast for you.